Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. My name's Frank, and with me, as always, is my one and only brainwave-measured friend, Tim. My brainwaves are very measured. I've been they're, measuring them. Yeah, they're like like two by four by six, right? Yeah, yeah, roughly, you know, like just sort of, uh, yeah, back of, the, back of the envelope numbers, sure. Yeah, yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, very good. I yeah. really wasn't sure where you were going with that intro. I thought you were going to be like, my one and only friend. Not like, my oh. only friend. <laughs> That's sad. Only yeah, person but... who will talk to me. I'm sorry. But you know what? We record our friendship for posterity. This is true. This is mm-hmm. true. One day we're going to look back and we're going to have so many hours of our friendship chronicled uh, in public. It's uh, it's quite. It's going to be quite funny. How are you, my friend? My only I... friend. I am doing I'm doing quite well, Frank. Um I am ready. I'm very excited to talk about this episode slash listen to you tell me some emails. Mm. I would like to tell you an email. Um yeah, we have a bunch of uh, stuff coming in from the mailbag uh, that our friends uh have sent to us our many wonderful listeners over at supergirltvtalk at gmail.com. Um or mail at supergirltvtalk.com. It goes to the same place. Uh, but uh, this one comes from Daryl. Uh, Daryl uh, had uh, pointed out, uh, I'm surprised Eliza is missing from Kara's Pulitzer party. Got so little reaction that there's no reason Eliza would be there, w- wouldn't be there for her. Um, so that, that, is, that is strange. I also, to have the writers not even uh, have Kara or Alex mention her just seemed even more strange in the episode than her not showing up at all. That is true. You know, it didn't really occur to me. Um, un- until I saw Dar- Daryl's note that yeah, they he, they didn't um they didn't reference her and like sure maybe Helen Slater couldn't come back totally makes sense uh but one thing they do on this show is they usually will give have like one line of dialogue that explains it or references it or just nods to it and they didn't even do that here so that that's that's interesting just, o- only because that's something they would normally do on the show so that was that was interesting little little, little uh observation that's a great observation that yeah. I. I kind of figured because it was in the city that it was like not. Yeah, that is strange. You know what? No, it's it's strange. Yeah, it's. I, I'm I'm sure it's purely because Helen Slater couldn't be. Like I'm sure that's that's that the reason. Oh, but a hundred percent. But uh, they didn't want to pay Helen Slater to be there. Uh, maybe that too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, good call, good call, Daryl. Good uh, observation. Good eye. This next one uh comes from Jennifer. Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer. Uh, is making a reference to Flash, the Fla- the first episode of Flash. So if you haven't seen it yet, there's some slight spoilers ah. for Flash. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, there is, uh, she's going to make a reference to uh, the season six opener of, uh, of Flash. So if you haven't seen that, uh, uh, we have chapter markers. So just skip ahead to the next chapter uh, past the, the mailbag stuff if you don't want to hear this. Uh, but uh, Jen wrote to us and said, uh, hey, guys, so is it just a coincidence that both Flash and Supergirl went into a black hole in their respective season premieres? I mean, they are the two heroes that usually die in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Not only that, but the Supergirl black hole looked a lot like the portals between worlds that Vibe used to make. Am I just looking for a connection that isn't there? Thanks again for your great shows, Jen. Yes. 
Just just total total coincidence, right? Well, because they I think they didn't look necessarily the same as they uh, from one show to the other. I think that is. I think the holes looking if they if they did look vaguely similar, I think that's because it's like similar VFX shows. Right, exactly. And like, hey, we have a hole. We already have a hole that looks like this. We're just gonna use that same one over here. It's gonna reuse that slightly. hole. Right. It'll save some money, save some time. We only have so much time to put each episode together and to and turn these effects around. And then, as for the two heroes going into holes to to save somebody or to save the world or whatever, didn't consider it. That would be the one that I would feel if there was a connection, there would be one. But I don't think there is one. I think it was just a weird. I think that is just a weird happenstance. Funny coincidence. Mm-hmm. That both, yeah, probably, probably just coincidence. I mean, they these you know, they definitely coordinate on things, but I don't think they were coordinating on something like that necessarily, right? I think it's just a, it, a coincidence that they both had a breach, a hole, a black hole, whatever. Uh, they're very holy, very holy episodes. And mm-hmm. uh, they had holy premieres. And um, and the fact that one looked like, that the one on Supergirl looked like the ones that Vibe used to make, I, I think, yeah, it's probably just, you know, it's it's like, oh, why why is the dancing in this Disney movie so much? Why is the dancing in... Uh, uh, the Jungle Book so much like the dancing in uh, Robin Hood because they because, use the because same they because they use the same animation they just traced they just traced they traced to save money and nobody cared at the time nobody cared and honestly nobody really cares now nah no one cares uh, but I do care that Jen took the time to email us to thank you Jen because that was a really cool observation that I hadn't noticed either some some good stuff from Jen and Daryl this week. Um, I think I, Jen's brain is in the right place, making looking I, for connections. I think so. Too. Yeah, you know what? That's, that's actually very that's, worth saying. That is, that's what don't, we. That's what we do here. I'm not trying to gaslight you here, Jen. I'm not trying to say like, no, there's no coincidence. There's no connection here. Uh, maybe this one is just is more coincidental than not. But I think you're right on to be looking for, um, to be looking for the uh, similarities, synergy. the synergy, the similarities. Uh, because certainly, certainly, that's uh, that's what we get from these shows. A lot. So, uh, your head's in the right place. Keep, uh, keep on emailing us when you see those things. Uh, mail at supergirltvtalk.com is the place to do that, or tweet at us at TV Supergirl with your thoughts each week. Uh, thanks to everyone who does that so, so much. Uh, also want to say thank you to our friends, uh, who support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio, uh, because that is what makes this show possible. Um, you guys are helping us to pay things like server costs and, uh, all, all that fun stuff that uh, that no one really wants to uh, to think about and talk about, uh, but uh, we got we got to pay the bills somehow, and you guys help us do that. So thank you for your support there. You are supporting independent podcasting, and you're making it possible uh, for two nerds to uh, have fun uh, talking about uh, Supergirl, uh, a, a woman in 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 tights and pants, pants. Uh, so mm-hmm. thank you for your support there. Uh, we always try to provide. Uh, lots of extras to our, our friends over at uh, Patreon. Um, that includes early episodes of our other show, Beer with Geeks. That includes uh, early episodes of shows like Academy Rewind. We got to get uh, read up up on uh, on Patreon for early access for oh, our uh, yeah man for yeah, our supporters. There's actually one sitting. There's actually one sitting there right now. Well, let's you and I talk later. We'll we'll uh, we'll get that set up. Okay. But uh, yeah, a lot of good a lot of goodies that you can get at at Patreon. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing these shows, and we really, really su- appreciate all your support. Um, I have some thoughts also, Tim, I want to talk about with you off air for some fun things we can do uh, around the crossover, uh, possibly involving Patreon as well. So 
Um, Ooh, okay. Look okay. out for some goodies there uh, come, come December, January. Thank you so much for supporting us there. Uh, you make it possible for us to do what we love, and we love you for it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Timothy, where yes. are you taking me now? Where are we going? I am taking you on a journey. As soon as my iPad unlocks, we're taking you on a journey to episode two of season five called A Stranger Beside Me, which just made me think of the Tarzan song, Strangers Like Me. I want to know, can you show me? I want to know about these strangers like Beside me. Yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, right. Written by Dana Horgan and Katie, Ro- Katie Rose Rogers, directed by David McWhorter. All three. That is a that is a trifecta of returners to mm. Supergirl. Tried so, and true. Tried and true. I'm going to be honest. I didn't have a lot of good bits. It's mostly in the themes. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So I didn't have a lot of good bits. Um, and this is it. Didn't really fit into the theme. So let's talk about it here. Jimmy running for Senate slash maybe media Smithsonian guy, but also he's definitely going to run for president. Right? Uh, uh, oh, for president, I mean, not, pre- not president. Sorry, just the the Senate. Oh, sorry. Senate. Yes, but but maybe president. I was like, wait, president, not yet. vice president someday, maybe. Um, if we well, who's uh, the if... president? Who's the president now? Unanswered question. Actually, that's a great on Earth. And, and I just yeah. said Jimmy was going to be vice president, but that's Pete Ross. I don't know why I said that. Um, sure, mm-hmm. I was mixed up there for a second. Wrong, wrong best friend. Wrong, wrong mm-hmm. Superman's pal. Uh, but uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, he'll run for senate for Pete, sure. Pete Ross is Superman's childhood chum, and that's Jimmy is Superman's pal. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Old chum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll run for senate for sure. Um, I it was funny because I was just getting used to like okay, finally you know I know James is it, we know that he's he's not going to be here the whole season so, uh you know I'm getting used to well, him sticking around maybe for a little bit being part of the crew again and just being a normal guy again I I thought that was sort of I I said this last week I felt like Andrea Rojas showing up was sort of a reset and getting Jim James back like with the people. Mm-hmm. And then, like immediately, I'm like, I was like, "All right, I'm enjoying this." And he's like, "I'm gonna run for Senate." I'm like, "Oh, come on!" I just wanted, I just wanted you to be normal for a little bit. To be fair, he did say he was thinking about it, so he's still doing it. But he was like, kind of like absent-mindedly scrolling through the Smithsonian website, and then he's like, "Ooh, Senate on mm. the TV." Here's the thing, though. How this is how Supergirl says goodbye to its cast members. They go to Washington. This is true. Right. This is this makes two now. Cat Grant went to Washington, and now James Olsen goes to Washington. Mr. Olsen goes I, to Washington. Indeed. Oh man, if that's not the episode of a title, I'm I know, right? The title of an episode, I'm gonna be upset. But honestly, I kinda like it. Um he wants to fight for truth and justice and, and that's a that's a pretty good way to do it from inside the system. That's right. And I'm and I'm okay with that. And it leaves the door open for him to come back. Like leaving the city is a good way to say like I'm not around to see my friends, yeah. Because yeah. he's in a different city. He's literally across the country. If um, National City is somewhere vaguely in California, that's right. That's right. Then then he's across the country, and that and that's okay. So and if he wants to come back, they can go to Washington. So, um, so I I, I kind of like it actually. It it feels. 
it feels correct for this version of James Olsen, you know, or this version of sure. Jimmy. He's kind of, you know, the he's a he's a businessman. He likes being in charge. He doesn't like he doesn't like taking no for an answer. And that all kind of fits into running for office in, sure. in some way. And in a way that the Smithsonian job really wouldn't. But it's funny that both of them are in D.C., which I found kind of funny. It is kind of funny, yeah, that they're like, is Wynn there, too? Like, where where did everybody go? <laughs> the Legion obviously set up shop in Washington, D.C. Obviously. obviously. They, they're, like, waiting in a bunker for a thousand years to pass so they can reemerge. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Everybody's just in Washington, D.C. So Monel's just there hiding from Kara, and she's like, dude, what the hell, man? Yeah. Well, I mean, they built the, they built the White House set last year, so they're mm-hmm. like, we got to use mm-hmm. it still. We're going to gonna keep going yeah DC. i'd love to see more of that actually i would too so here's the thing so i'm actually okay with it it didn't really fit into the the season's running themes so i didn't really include it yeah uh, that's fair but that's but fair. i like but i liked it um speaking of things that didn't run into the themes this week that i had pre-selected from last week based on one episode viewing i've decided what the themes for this season are um very arbitrarily but not really because i use exact science and ratios and stuff <laughs> yeah sure so mm-hmm. uh i loved brainy and nia discovering their love language which is a very in thing yeah. right now although they had to call it language of love on the yeah show. what was that i was like that's yeah, it's, it's copywritten i but, guess i don't know yeah, maybe i guess but yeah that was that's very that's a very in thing right now like what's your love language take the quiz find out how you express love and how the person that you're with um, feels love and vice versa and so right, on and so right. forth. So so I think that was I I enjoyed their learning to be I, a couple back and forth. I would go so far as to say that was a good bit. I would call that a good bit. I yeah. liked that. I, I liked think that the whole thing was a good bit. And it paralleled for the second time this season um, Kelly and Alex. Yeah. Yeah, the two budding relationships are clearly sort of on a parallel path, mm-hmm. right? Right, except one seems kind of doomed to not work while one does seem like it's going to work. That's right. I agree with that. Yeah, Nia doesn't seem totally um, <sighs> affixed to Brainy. Yeah, it, they seem to like each other very much, but they're they're not very good at communicating, perhaps. No, they're um, much, I mean, they're younger. They're much younger. They're much, much younger. younger. But they're a good chunk younger. Yeah. I guess I don't. We don't really know how how old Brainy is, do we? No, I don't think but, so. But Nia, you five? get the. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. he's five. That's five, his name. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nia, year, you get the sense. Is, six. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Nia's like in her mid twenties, probably. Right, like that's sort of the, the feeling you get. Yeah, I'd say even early. 20s. Even early twenties. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, this was like this feels like first job, first out of college, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, so you she's get still vote. figuring it out, and I mean, and freaking Alex is the, the director of a huge government organization. That's right. Like, That's right. obviously, yeah, like, like she is older and more experienced, and has done this not communicating relationship woe thing already. See season two. Bingo. She's already. She's already. Uh, she, she's been in, in adult relationships before, mm-hmm. right? And before Maggie too. Like even when she was dating men, she had been in adult relationships. She's. She is. She is more experienced in relationships than in commu- like how to communicate. Um, but it seems like, and to her credit, Nia is uh, trying with Brainy. He's just not a very good listener. No, um, no. And, and he and he's also trying. Just they're not 
trying on the same path. They're kind of talking past each other a lot, and and yeah, yeah. So we'll see. That that it feels like there might be the the seeds of resentment are sort of starting to to uh, sprout there. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. I guess, but mm. yeah. No, I definitely see that that they're sort of developing in a similar pace both relationships. Yeah, and maybe that's something that we will revisit as a theme because I'm not sure how long it's going to right. keep up. So I don't want to. I don't want to strap myself in there. But anyway, do you have any other good bits? Because the rest of it kind of fit into the themes. Um, good bits. I did like that when Brainy was uh, reading poetry to Nia. Did you see that the book was uh, written in binary? No, it's no, I binary. didn't. It's all that, zeros and ones, and he's reading awesome. it like poetry. That's great. Uh, I love. I did that. like his. I did like his poetry outfit. Uh yes. Oh yes, the black turtleneck and mm. uh which is I guess kind of his regular outfit too. <laughs> but a, a twist, a twist on it. Yeah, that was good. I'm trying to think. I don't think that I just watched it today actually. I was it's all in the same day viewing, but um I but yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it for the good bits. This this episode weirdly had like tons going on. Like, it didn't even leave room for, like, oh, that was funny, or that was a thing. Like, it, Yeah, it was very plot-driven. It, it was, like, moving forward the whole time. There wasn't a lot of dilly-dallying. No. And I like that, considering I think that the premiere had a lot of dilly-dallying, but, the but like, now we're like, don't have time, let's move forward. It was driving forward. It was it was almost disorienting at points how, how much it was driving yeah, did forward. Did I say the pilot? I meant the premiere. Yeah, whatever, yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, I don't know. I thought there were some really nice little performance moments. Like there was um, when Kara like slams the um, she's got the copy editing assignment from Andrea and she like slams it on William's desk and she's like, well, if you like do my work so much, here you go. Like, Mm -hmm. I thought that was just a fun little like, like, you know, just frustrated moment uh, that felt very authentic, like she was drawing on something (laughs) real from her life. It's very um, possible, you know. Her stunt, it just her stunt double. I don't it know. It was a, yeah, right. <laughs> it was know. just a good little, a good little acting moment, a really good moment mm-hmm. uh, that I, I uh, a small moment that I noticed and, and appreciated for Melissa's a great actor. She is indeed, Professor Comics Corner. Frank, um, this is this is something that we we've come up with a couple of times. It, it's been present in Supergirl for a number of years, but Haramnir's curse got a big old mention. Oh boy, uh, did it! Yeah, this um this episode, and so I just want to contextualize Romnir's curse in the comics because Melophilolic or Melific, as they call him on the show. Yes. Um. Also, the closed captioning calls him that. Um, yes. Which I you noticed today, and I noticed as well. Melific. He's a Melific. Yeah. <laughs> <Que> Melific. <laughs> He's a Melific. That's what I'm gonna call him from now on. He's a French Martian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. I am the I am given the Romnius curse. I am Melifique. Oh, we oui, we oui, oui. I come with my big sweeping cape and I the, but I hide as a little girl for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Melifique needs to do some slam poetry or something. I know, yeah, we bring yeah. it. Yeah, it's Melifolic like everywhere else, but on stage he's Melifique. <laughs> That's a stage name. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so, uh, um, Mel- we'll we'll use the show's pronunciation. So, Melific, um, sought to destroy all of the Martian. This is the comics. Destroy all the Martian race, and he devised a telepathic plague that he named after 
um, Romnir, the god of you know the god of death. We've talked about all of this on Supergirl for a long time, um, and so the the virus was contagious via everyone's telepathy. That's how it spread so quickly and and knocked everybody and and it had something to do with like fire because they're all afraid of fire and all of this all of this stuff. And this is how like Jean watched his family die and so on and so forth. But the only reason that Jean got out of it is because he was transported to Earth before it it before he it attacked him, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because Jean is a unwilling transplant to Earth, as we know. So, um, so yeah, that's basically that's kind of what the show ended up going with too, but without a great many details, because right. they included the White Martians in this, you know, Holocaust of the Green Martians. But so we don't have all the pieces left. But anyway, that's it in the comics. So good, Maléfique. Good, Maléfique. Maléfique. Let's move on. Story time village uh we're keeping with the same we're keeping with the same themes i'm going to try this this year with like as opposed to changing them in the episode every week like how are they adding to the overarching what mm-hmm, overarching mm-hmm. themes of the of the season so we have the you know the dark side of technology secrets and trusts uh and you know shades of shades of villainy you know mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. these this is what we're working with so Right off the bat, the beginning of the episode, this woman is texting and walking and nearly causes this accident. Right off the bat. Fairly common, a little on the nose, but fairly common, right? At the same time, like, do you find that most people, I mean, you work in a city, do you find that most people, like, don't look up before they cross the street? I feel like people are looking up before they cross the street, yeah. I feel like, you know, it's it's a little bit exaggerated on TV, but, but it's not that far off. It's, like, it definitely could and does happen. Just maybe not mm-hmm. as often as it seems to happen. People look up, but but everyone's looking down at their phones. Like everyone walking right. around, if they're not talking to someone next to them, they're looking at their phone. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, isn't that the way? I mean, I'm staring at a computer screen right now. I'm staring uh, at you in a computer screen right now. Hello. Howdy. It's, m- it's me, your friend, your only friend. Anyway, <laughs> Apparently, yeah. As, as, speaking of only friend, actually, Lena's only friend, Hope, you know, her artificial intelligence is the other dark side of technology this is probably i think my favorite part of the episode i like a a lot of it was interesting and i i love that jean's getting kind of like a spotlight here in in what's happening but this lena going off the deep end is like is tragic it and and it's like a it is a slow mo car crash yeah i am i'm here for watching it She's making all the wrong decisions, and she's being so thoughtful about them, and still making the wrong decisions. Yeah. Okay. So, so she says. So she says, like, hope the artificial intelligence is built on morality, empathy, and logic. And she's like, so you're all the good stuff. So I've got to take away all of those things, so for, for people to be better. And I'm like, you don't, you're not making sense. So she has this project, no, no, no cherry. Is that what it is? No, um, non, non, new, new, uh, I, I didn't see the closed captioning. So I, I wrote it down. It's non N O C E R E. It means do no, do not harm. Okay. Or like do no harm. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so primum non no cherry. Okay. Got it. First do yeah. no harm. Mm-hmm. So, so Lena is going to, somehow remove the instinct for people to hurt one another this you know this like 
secret and trust things. You know, like when people keep their secrets and they don't trust people, then they end up hurting each other for self-preservation. So she's taking away people's self-preservation, which like. On its weird removal, you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, people should help each other and sure, like, not sure. not worry. In a way, she's like weirdly moving towards this like Martian hive mind idea where like nobody has any secrets because we all trust each other because everything's out in the open and you know what something like that. But but she's removing, she's basically removing people's free will. She's yes. an, she's anti life equationing them. That's it. That's the problem. Like. Sure, you can get to utopia, but if you get to utopia by um, violating people's free will or their civil rights or you know well, their just their privacy, any of those things, um, then it's not really utopia, is it? Like it's it's just a totalitarian regime of of a different kind. So it's really interesting and very very Luther, but it's very Luther from an almost humanitarian standpoint you know mm -hmm. it's it's very like early stage lex luther where he's still like no i just want to save you know like okay my methods might be unconventional but like this is for the greater good like it's that's that's what this is it's it's the villain who doesn't think they're a villain that's um, the shade that's the shades of villainy the she shades of villainy she doesn't think she's a villain she says it she said it last week i don't think i'm a villain and what I'm doing is not villainous. I'm only doing it to help people. And we definitely saw shades of that last year with the um, the serum every, that she was the Everyman program that wasn't yeah. the Everyman program, right? Yeah. Whatever. Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, yeah, that was a, a wasted opportunity. Wasted opportunity. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so like you you've seen that in her before, and again, it's a very Luther Lutheresque uh, trait, something you would expect to see from her brother too. Mm -hmm. So, but it's but it's like in Lex. In Lex, we know that he starts here, and then he eventually pivots and 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 just becomes unabashedly evil for for evil's sake, right? Like at a certain point, he's not trying to just save people anymore. At a certain point, then he's like, "No, I want revenge," or "No, I want power," mm -hmm. or "I want that's right," you know, whatever he it is that he wants. It becomes about what he wants and not about trying to help people. Does Lena? Do we think Lena makes that same pivot at some point, or does Lena always stay sort of pure and true to maybe doing? the wrong things for the right reasons. Oh, good question. I'm glad that you asked that because I think it's actually tied to the secrets and trust and Eve. Oh, all right. Which is right funny be because I don't think... It's funny because Lena doesn't... Like, we don't... Like, we think about Lena's feeling betrayed by Kara, but Eve also betrayed her in a big way last season. Big, big way. So, so if we're like, oh, Lena, I, like, I don't like know what the big deal is. Like, whatever. She literally, her entire world imploded. Everyone that she trusted was like, no, we've been lying to you. Mm -hmm. And this is this has happened to her a few times in her life. And so the people she thought were her friends across the board, even if they weren't connected to her, like one deliberately lied to hurt her and one deliberately lied to protect her. And she's kind of caught in the middle of that. Yep. Yep. So, so Eve kind of, confessing to leviathan and like no 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 they will they're gonna hurt me they're gonna like hunt me down if they even knew that we talked to one another and i'm doing it to protect you and i didn't really want to hurt you and things like that like um i like you can understand where lena's coming from but she's with eve now in the picture and removing like mapping her brain and removing her basically her free will right she 
reprograms Eve with hope so mm-hmm. Eve can so Lena can trust again. She called her hope at the end. Yes, like, that is you know, I think she, that is that is hope. I don't that is hope that, now. That is, hope just yep. took Eve's body, but like that's not Eve anymore inside. Right. So I think with Eve, like I think it's all revenge. You asked like would she shift to revenge? I think she already has by doing that because she could have she could have used anybody as a human subject. She chose somebody that deliberately wronged her. That's right. That's a good and, point. That's a very good point. And she's kind of doing a lot of this because she f- has felt wronged by Kara and Eve and whoever and whomever else. And so it it's all revenge. She says it's for the betterment of everybody, but it's only fueled by selfishness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So you so then you do think that even even in the other but but there is still some aspect of like it's still rooted in wanting to help the human race in some in at the at the core of why she started down this journey of developing hope like is is for good reason she's not outwardly admitting like no i'm just evil like like lex does do you think she'll ever get to that place um i i think you have it slightly reversed in which okay. i think it was created because she felt spurned and that's mm. what prompted it but she's using she's telling herself it's for the betterment of her okay so, so she's she lying to better. herself I think she's okay. lying to herself, and she's not even maybe aware that she's lying to herself. And I think that's part of like the themes this year. You know, it's not just about lying to other people; it's about lying to yourself and what you uh... like the lies that you tell yourself to make yourself feel better and sleep at night. Um, because I think, unlike Lex, to answer your question, I think she is a better person. Like she's a good person, and she she needs help. Yeah, and yeah, and she doesn't know how to ask for help. Because she's had a terrible upbringing, so I think I, she can still be redeemed. I do think I she think, can still I be think redeemed. So, I think so too, and yeah. I, I think that if if she's to be redeemed, it, it's going to be Kara who does, uh, who brings her, pulls her back from the brink. Mm-hmm. If 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 that happens, which I hope it does, I hope it does too. Because honestly, I don't want. Usually, when people turn villainous, they don't hang around for multiple seasons. And That's right. I really don't want to see her leave. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Yeah, exactly. Because then it, you could you could definitely see a situation where like she turns evil and then leaves the show mm-hmm. um, to go off and do bigger, more evil things somewhere else yeah. um, in DC probably. Yeah, but that's, uh, <laughs> that's where they all are. That's where they all go. Okay, but that's a good theme. That's a that's a good theme, and I, I like uh, that was a good discussion. That's good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So all all good things. So anyway, so back to this like dark side of technology thing. At the end, Malefique wants to reprogram his brain right because him he and Jean like did their thing and he's like ah just my just my question for you did it seem like he has two personalities living in there does does Malefic have two personalities um sort of I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you I was a little like I was a little bit lost with the whole Jean Hranmir Malefic plot like I was having a little bit of a hard time following it because they were just saying a lot of Martian names and referring back to, I don't know, I, I, it just sort well, of, I was losing the plot a little bit. Allow me to elucidate you. So, Jean didn't know that he had a brother, right? Cor- this, right. You know, like, he he, sa- he he says he didn't know, um, and so, but there is, in the, the green and white split, you know, on Mars, you know, green Martians, white Martians, um, there was this curse um, called Far to Rick, which 
if you harmed your brother, there was a punishment for that. It was like mm-hmm. a heinous crime to hurt your family, particularly your brother, because that's where the FOMOS and the DEMOS split came up. Like, FOMOS and DEMOS were brothers, and they were like, no, green, white, whatever, and they split. Think like Cain and Abel kind of yeah, deal. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, right. And then they split, and the Martians decided, okay, so we're, we're going to place a curse on people, which really means that, like, we're going to do some science. Um, and so, which causes, like, intense migraines for lack of a better for lack of a better description like they just can't do anything you can't move your brain function is like kaputsk until it's fixed and that's what was happening with jean this time um but jean was somehow mind wiped from remembering that malefic was his brother or is his brother mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that malefic worked with the white martians to deliver romnir's curse and then was subjected to the phantom zone right on does that does that make more sense that does that does help yeah thank you you're welcome I, if it didn't, I, I, I'm sorry I feel like I needed that sort of uh, level set explainer because it just he was explaining it to Kelly and and there was just I don't know I felt very overwhelmed by all the Martian visuals and everything i don't know i was just having a hard time sort of tracking with it but that was a good explanation so thank you now it's funny you're a comic fan and you like are familiar with a lot of these concepts concepts so how do you think a non-comic that's what i was thinking too um i i felt like i was having a hard time following and i shouldn't um and and because i have the background uh and someone who has no background i i imagine pretty lost so i hope that explainer was helpful to others too Hmm. yeah i don't know and so in the end of that whole vision thing, it, Malefic says, you know, you're still in the dark, brother. Right, and so right, even right. with all that vision stuff, we still don't have a complete, we still don't have a complete picture. There's why still did, more to come. Why did Malefic choose to work with the White Martians, something, something, or other, something? That he's, I mean, he, there's a White Martian on Earth, and, like, he is very protective of that White Martian. Yes. Like, he, like, screamed, no, and he's, like, wanted to go protect him at the end and stuff before they disappeared. What do you, what do you, do you have any speculation as to what Honestly, that is? Honestly, I do not. Yeah. It is, I, it, in, in some ways, I like, I want to be surprised by it. Yeah. But I, I really don't know. And I can't claim to know enough about Martian Manhunter comic history to make speculative claims the way that I could with Superman mythology. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Martian Manhunter mythology just doesn't. That's uh, same, same for me. I don't, mm-hmm. I am not, I don't go that deep. I, I'm I'm pretty. I know the greatest hits when it comes to Martian Manhunter, but I don't know the deep the deep cuts. Yeah. So, but that's you know what that's exciting for us though because a, a deep cut we can be surprised on a show that doesn't always surprise us because of you know comic history. So, right. um, I, you know, I don't know. We'll we'll find out. We certainly will find out. Um, Alex and Kelly. It, with this secrets and trust thing, Alex is concerned that Kelly holds too much in, you know, which I think is funny because she's a psychiatrist. So like she hears people tell her stuff a lot. And so like, but then she keeps stuff to herself. I thought Alex was honestly overreacting just a little bit. Like she's like, I made you believe red pancakes. Oh, I'm allergic. She was like, I almost killed you. Like, no, you didn't. It's not like you like force fed her the blueberry pancakes. I know. And it's also been how long? Like, they haven't been together that long. Like, of course you're still discovering things about each other. Yeah, it's only been a couple of months. Like, right. 
Uh, it's been like summer vacation, right? Like that's that's basically what we're led to believe. Kind of a few months. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I think yes, I think I agree. Alex was probably overreacting a little bit, and um, and I, I feel like I can kind of relate to Kelly in a, in a way on on the on that front in terms of the like. Uh, I, I'm the kind of person who I don't choose not to share something, but like if it never came up or you didn't ask, like, oh, I don't know, it just never came up or you didn't ask, so like I didn't. Right. I don't know. I'm not going to walk in the room and like immediately be like, here are all my allergies. Like, it's just like, I don't know. It just never, it never came up. So I hadn't mentioned it. Not because I was choosing not to mention it. Just wasn't relevant. Right. I still, I, I'm married and I still don't feel like I've meant maybe mentioned all my allergies. No, wait, no, I have. No, I, maybe. I really you know what I mean? Like there are things, yeah. there are things that you don't think to mention until somebody asks or until it comes up in conversation becomes relevant. And I feel like that's what Kelly, that's all Kelly's doing. And Alex was maybe a little hurt by it because she thought that Alec, that Kelly was being secretive or, or not wanting to share or, or, you know, whatever. But I don't think she needed to, to worry about that. I think no, I agree. I agree. But, but it did allow the cool setup where. The Marsh yeah. Malefic was was Kelly, and you're like, oh, do you want some blueberry pancakes? You know, I so. love that. I I'm a sucker for that kind of a a bit where it's like, yeah, when me too. When you laid someone... it on too heavy, and now I understand why. Right, exactly, exactly. When I when I saw that <laughs> when 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 Alex pulled that on her, I was like, on on well on Malefic, um, I was like, oh, okay, that's why they were so heavy handed with this earlier. They wanted mm-hmm. to make sure we got it. Um, yeah. and, uh, and it paid off cause I love, I love when, when people do that and some kind of, in that kind of a situation on, on these shows. I do too. I do too. And then uh, the final secret in lie stuff, William Day, this guy that apparently is going to play some kind of part this year on Supergirl. Um, William Day, the reporter is called in a favor from the NSA to have Kara followed. And then he was then also some for some reason in the sewer with the White Martian and the fighting and stuff. And he also has pics of Andrea Rojas meeting with a scientist and stuff and creeping around in some tunnels and stuff. And yeah, it's all. And it's worst all. of all, he volunteers at a soup kitchen. Good, that monster. Ugh. The monster. You know, it's funny because the, the show was clearly like, you shouldn't like him. And it's funny because I kind of do like him even before that. Mm. Like, I don't find, like, I don't, like, did he run into Andrea's office and be like, I'll do Kara's work? Or was he asked to do her work because she was honestly being a terrible employee? Like, I hate when Kara gets on her, high, like, not when she gets on her high horse necessarily, but she's like, like, someone's like, do this story. She's like, actually, I don't do those stories. Like, well, I will say, though, I, I, I so I, okay so I, I, two things on the one hand you're right she was not being a good employee by like not doing what her boss told like that's first and foremost yeah but also I thought it was a little strange that it was like mm, I've decided you're gonna start doing fashion oh what? I didn't but say I don't that, yep no no yeah. fashion I know you just want to pull this or for uh for but you're gonna do fashion now yep because uh, I yeah. decided that this is now BuzzFeed and you're doing fashion and it's funny because I it's that's funny you said because I didn't say that Andrea Rojas was good at her job. Right, <laughs> just, right, yeah. right. No, I know, I know, I know. You know, because yeah, yeah. that's kind of her shade of villainy right now. This like overworking Kara, giving her flimsy assignments, demoting her to copy editor. Maybe, yeah, like, not positive about how that what it what that's all about. Um, but she's 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 underhanded, but like 
She also said, but Cara said, I have a lead on who might be running for Senate. And, and she said, okay, do both stories, which right. we're supposed to be like, oh, she's overworking Cara and stuff. But also, Cara, you're never at your job. Yeah, like, it's so true. I know you want to like, you want a Pulitzer for that article, but it was probably like the third article you wrote that year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like Nina also like, like Nia called you several times to be like, "Where are you?" It's the middle of the day, Cara. Shouldn't you be able to do the copy editing at super speed? Like, I'm just saying, like that should take you a minute. Also, that I know it's kind of the principle of the thing, Ed- but like edit. you should be able, like, like she works at a normal human speed, and I'm like, Cara. Like, had, didn't you see the pilot episode of Lois and Clark where you type on. really fast on the computer and then, you know, the smoke starts to fly up from the keyboard because you type too fast? Like, just just do your work quickly. I mean, and Superman the movie where Perry White says that he's a, that Clark is the fastest typist he's ever seen. And yeah. most importantly, going back to Lois and Clark, why aren't you walking on walls while you're on the phone with your sister? Oh, good call. Anyway, yeah, we'd um, like to see that. But also <laughs> because it's like a turnstile know, set and it's really expensive. <laughs> and, of course it is. Yeah, but um, but yeah, they oh, you know, they did that effect on SNL last uh, really weeks ago, uh, the musical act. Uh, so they did it live. Whoa, it was very cool. Um, where someone was, uh, who was it? I don't remember who the, who the musical act was, but yeah, they did it. They did it live, and I was like, that's just like the the Lois and Clark thing where he's walking on this on the walls. Uh, I got very excited. My wife didn't know what I was talking about. That was in a, originally a Fred Astaire film. Is where that yes, from. yes. Yeah. Yes. And then dancing, walking on, dancing on the walls, or dancing on the ceiling, or something like that is the name of the song. And then it was redone in a in a music video in the eighties or nineties, I think. And then and then Inception, the hallway fight yes. scene is the same same style. It's a very cool in camera effect. It is very very cool. Anyway, very I don't cool. know why that was a tangent. <laughs> anyway. So, Andre Rojas is a terrible boss. I've had bosses like that who come in and decide, you know what, uh, I know this is your job, but it's not your job anymore, and it's horrible. It's a horrible way to lead. Um, it's a horrible way to manage. Wouldn't really call it leading. And uh, I, so I can relate to Carr's feeling about, like, no, this is BS, and I'm, I'm not going to do it. But at the same time, I can, I can relate to why you feel that way, but then, okay, but then you're going to get fired because this is what the boss wants you to do. So right. either and she shape up really- or ship out. And you shouldn't really care about your feelings. That's right. So, That's right. yeah. Yeah. So, like, again, like, if it was, even if she was a regular person, it would be one thing. But I'm like, just do it at super speed. It's I not know. hard. I know. Like, just do, anyway. Um, and then Lena and Andrea are having their little tiffs because Lena's like, I'm going to work on these contact lenses. And Andrea's like, oh, no, you're not. No special contact lenses for you. The end. Rough day for Lena. I know. But then, but then Eve was like, "I didn't scream. I didn't run away. You can trust me." And Lena's like, "Yeah, I can, but you can't trust me because I turned you into a machine." That's like, right, yeah. like Superman three or something. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. I can, but I won't. And also, you can. Indeed. Indeed. And uh, Frank, that pretty much ends. That pretty much ends Storytime Village. So, do you have anything to add? Did I miss anything about this episode? I don't know if you missed any themes. Um. There, I have to say, I didn't enjoy this episode as much as the premiere. I didn't either. I mean, it yeah. was very. It was. I enjoyed how much of the plot moved forward. Yes, but it it was almost like a utilitarian. Like we gotta, we gotta move fast. Let's let's do it. I think this was a lot of setup, right? So I I think that's why um it felt that way because it was like 
we're getting you to where you need to be to understand what happens next. So like, yep. Mm-hmm. Let's get let's get you to let's get you filled in on what's going on with Hope. Let's get you filled on what's going on with the Martians. Let's get you filled like let's get all these questions in your head, but the relationships with everything else. Let's get these questions in your head, get these uh established where we are. In, in in a lot of ways it did a lot of the work you would expect a premiere to do of establishing season long plots and arc and 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 character uh things. But uh, it did it in the second episode. So maybe it's like the first episode was, was more fun and more eventful. And so uh, they, they kind of pushed this stuff off to the second episode. But I definitely felt a, a tone shift. And I hope it kind of starts turning back next week. Because this was fine, but I, I wanted a little more... Um, I wanted a little bit more levity. And I guess mm-hmm. this was like doing a lot of the heavy lifting of getting us through the story of this. Or getting us to the story of the season. I think that's, I think you're right. I think like the pilot, or I mean, the, I don't keep on saying pilot. The premiere is like welcome back day. And yeah. Then, and then this, and then the second episode is like, let's go through the syllabus day. That's a good, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Right. Like welcome back day is like, oh, it's good to see all my friends again. But now it's like, right. No, we're getting down to work now. And it's like, oh, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like the difference between like moving into college is like moving day at college. And then there's first day of classes, get your syllabus. And then like, Episode three is all right. Let's do some work. Did you do the right? Reading? Right. Because yeah. there was reading. Did you do right? It? Right. Right. Did yeah. You do the homework. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we're kind of back on track next week. Um, actually, it would be interesting to look now. We got five seasons under our belt. Uh, it would be interesting to go back. Well, four under our belt to look back at how they paced the the beginnings of you know the previous seasons and does this is this a similar pacing strategy? Yeah. But um. Uh yeah no it's it's good it's good I am looking forward to learning more there's obviously a lot of mysteries hanging in the balance so I'm looking forward to getting answers to a lot of my questions about what's going on with uh with Malefic and what's going on with what what's going to happen with Lena and what's um what's the deal with William Day what's the deal with Andrea Rojas like there's uh, you know a, a lot of good questions to be um to be answered it's kind of hard to tell who the big bad of the season is is it malefic is it andrea is it william day is it all of them you know the stars aligning and they're all connected somehow you know i think that's kind of the point of the shades of villainy thing where we're supposed to be looking at multiple versions of villains and so if there's a main one that takes away from the shade because like that shade is so much darker than the rest of them yeah and so i don't as of right now, I think like it's almost kind of like a like a bracket. Like some people are gonna uh-huh. fall, people are gonna fall out because like oh you're you either have to step up your villainy game or you're gonna fall behind. You get eliminated by the other villains who want it more. Right, kinda. So because yeah, I I if I had to guess, if I really had to pin, I would say Andrea Rojas is the. I would say she's the main villain. She we, seems to. We haven't seen that part of her yet. I think you're. I think you're onto something there because I think she seems to be the most. If there's a mastermind, she's the one that's the most like that. You know, she's 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 got the machinations. I mean, she got into Lena's lab because she knew somebody, right? Like a secure mm-hmm. area. How did even Lena was like? How'd you get down here? Um. So yeah, if there if there's a mastermind, it's probably her. But you know, Malefic is no is no snork. 
and uh, and w- William has some secrets, some deep, dark secrets, like his volunteering with the homeless. Reprehensible. Um, <laughs> I think I think um, Malefix kind of overall, from what we've seen, is more just a singular revenge plot. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, I want to control people's minds or whatever. And so I think Lena's work is somehow going to tie to Andrea Rojas's and then Lena's going to be like, oh my gosh, what have I done? Yeah. And then she's going to be like, I'm good again. It's me, Lena Luther. You, I'm better than Lex. Let's do this. I, I, I hope she gets a redemption. I hope she like, she, she, you know, sinks down into the depths of evil and then gets pulled out. Mm-hmm. Um, and and proves wrong. that that would be a great like multiple multiple season character arc for this character that would be fantastic to see her after all these years where I've been like I don't know I kind of think she's gonna go evil and you've been like no it'd be great to have us kind of both be right where <laughs> like she's evil for a little bit but then ultimately she's a good guy I would like um, that. I would like that too I like when I'd we're both that. right I, I me too yeah me too compromise baby mm. that's what communication is all about Nia and subtweet. Yeah, and Brainy. <laughs> Subtweet. Oh boy. Uh, all right. Well, um, do we got anything else? Do we want to want to say goodbye to people who don't want to hear trailer talk? Yes. Say goodbye quickly so we can move on to trailer TV talk, and then that'll be that'll be that. Bye, people. All right. Two francs. Sounds good. We're gonna talk about the trailer for five hundred three. But if you don't want to hear that, if you want to be surprised, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can uh, find this show at supergirltvtalk.com. You can email us uh, at mail at supergirltvtalk.com. Tweet at us at TV Supergirl. Follow us on Instagram at supergirltvtalk. Uh, you can find our other shows. All of the shows on the Thought Bubble Audio Network are available at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. Uh, you can uh, find uh, this show and all the other shows there. Uh, you can, of course, find us on uh, places like Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and Spotify. Uh, and anywhere that uh, podcasts are found, please rate and review us in your podcast app of choice. That means a whole lot to us, helps other people find the show, helps people discover it, uh, and uh, and it just means a lot to us in general. So we really appreciate that. Uh, uh, and uh, don't forget to uh, check out our other shows. Uh, and don't forget to support us at patreon.com slash thoughtbubble uh, audio, because uh, that, that's, how we, that's how these shows get made, uh, by, by uh, your support from, from viewers like you. Thank you. Um, but that's, I think those are all the places you need to find us on the internet. So why don't we go ahead and uh, talk about that trailer for, uh, for next week. Trailer TV Talk. That trailer for Trailer TV Talk. There's a spider tattoo killer on the loose. We don't know what she's going to do. Maybe it's Spider, the actual DC character, but that's... probably not, question mark. Uh, so I was wondering, I was like, is this an actual character, or is this just a, a bespoke, uh, homespun uh, character, do we think? Because it's pretty rare that they make up an entirely new character on this show um, for, for as far as, like, you know, villains or sort of, you know, freak of the week type uh not not to not to use that as a uh, pejorative, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty ra- usually they they draw from from comic uh, on this stuff, and I don't know who this is. Yeah, I I really I don't I honestly I really don't I really don't know. Um, I you're right that they don't they usually don't um make up villains for 
the for the show um there's black spider um there's black spider from from dc who has shown up kind of a bunch of times in different versions and whatever else but it's he's normally just like a guy he's not like i got spider powers or anything like that um there's there was a television version of of um black spider that could project like some kind of web but because spider-man because spider-man is so famous and for a different company it's very hard to do spider themed villains just like or or heroes like it's very difficult to do bat themed things on the other side because we're like well batman you know that's right very famous person so yeah it's it's hard to do it without being like conspicuous yeah so like yeah so if any she actually kind of reminded me of the tattooed man which is a, a comic character yeah where like the tattoos come to life and like and that's basically what was happening here. That's what it looked like, yeah. So it was like a mixture between Tattoo Man and Black Spider. Hmm. So I I don't know. I I honestly it felt more like they're like this is our Halloween episode more than anything else. Oh yeah. That it probably will take place at Halloween, right? Yeah, cuz I mean it's early but but then it's not late, you know? Right. So Right. That's a good that's a good uh call out i didn't i didn't really think that through it could still a couple weeks away but yeah that's probably what it's gonna that's probably what it's gonna be because yeah it'll be like a week before halloween when it airs so that's that's about that's in the window of when mm-hmm. they usually do those things yeah so i mean we'll we'll see but my money my money would be on if it was anybody it would be it would be black spider but honestly it kind of feels like a weird throwaway version of black spider so i don't know how I don't know how true that is going to end up being. Sure. Yeah, okay. Well, I, we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. But it is interesting to see that. It is interesting um, It is interesting to see the, um, the, the spider coming to life thing. Um, because, yeah, it did remind me of a tattooed man um, in that way. There, it, that's really all we had in the trailer. It wasn't really much uh, outside of that. It was pretty straightforward, really. Like, here you go. This is what's going to happen. Here's a tease. Which, which usually means that they're holding something back. Yep. Like, yep. something big is going to... Like, I think either something big is going to happen, or we're already into a filler episode. It kind of could go both ways. But, like, think, like, this episode was pinned as, like, sibling rivalry, and that was literally nothing. Not what happened. Not yeah. even close to what what this uh episode was about. So, I think, yeah, I think we're we're looking at some I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I think we're looking at some misdirection in this episode coming up. I think you're probably right. Um misdirection for the marketing department. Yep. And I don't know, that's that's really all they gave us to go on. So, I think I think that uh it's either it's either that or it's or it's filler. Yeah, and 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 it wouldn't be the first time that like third episode in there's sort of like right, we're taking a break for like freak of the week type um, episode. Flash does it all the time too, where they'll mm-hmm. like there will be a new shiny villain that's terrorizing the city. Um, a team Flash has to take care of it wouldn't be off uh, off brand off formula for them. So I could definitely see it. Uh, but that's what we've got. That's what we've got to go on. Any other thoughts? Any other? speculation or 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 things we want to mention here before we sign off uh not really i don't really know enough 
yet. I do th- actually. I do think Leviathan is going to come looking for on uh for Eve. Oh yeah, yeah, smart. That is smart. Yeah, and and Lena's gonna like the bill's gonna come due. Lena's gonna, Lena's gonna have to mm-hmm. figure out what to do with that. That's interesting. That's a that's a good call. I like that. I I sign up. I sign up for that. Yep. Yeah. If I really. Yeah, I get that's kind of that's where I'll land. I think that's where we might see some Leviathan, but I think I think somebody's going to be Leviathan that we don't because there's echo everywhere. I think we're going to see some Leviathan Leviathan ears that mm. we don't know about. Yeah. Do you think William Day is Le- Leviathan? Mm, could be. Yeah, he could be because he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And the title "Blurred Lines" for next week, aside from being a, a, a Robin Thicke song. Uh, I wonder what that could be in reference to. I don't, I don't, you know, it it could be like blurring the lines between good and evil, blurring the lines between, you know, uh, uh, fact and fiction. Like it, it, it could be, it could mean a lot of things, a lot of confusing things. And, and what that's going to mean is exactly for the whole spider thing is hard to say. So I, I think that title probably refers to something else. Uh, probably to something having to do more with whatever the themes of the episode are going to be and the the ongoing storyline we've had so far. But that's yeah. what that's what I've got. Blurry like a spider web or something. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right, and we'll see. But I mean, like this whole, I mean, last season and this season seems to be the whole thing about blurry lines. So. That's why I said. I think they're just holding holding something back, and I'm I'm here for it. Obviously, I think because you're right. we do we do this show, so obviously I'm here for it. But we will be here for it every week. Indeed, we will. So, Frank, then I guess we say until next time. Up, up, and away. <laughs>